The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. It's a, it's a, it's a town, sort of near here. <laughs> Sounds nice. And I feel like I am a giant gray area. And I'm Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> We've been maybe robbed, definitely rifled, not sure what happened. Um, <clears throat> it looks a lot like the hustle. Is this a religion thing? Well, guys, this bird is not only fat, but also dumb. <laughs> We're being punked by fairies. This is not the first time you've wrestled a dog. No. It understood me. You get an Eldritch Blast and you get an Eldritch Blast. Oh, that's okay. I'll take care of the lying. Someday you have to write your memoirs and call them Barden Around. We're looking for portals? Yes. I look for outhouses. Pour your poison down my open mouth. I can pay you guys in friendship. A solid 10 minutes. I spend longer looking for keys. You can't lie to me. Yes, you can. Anyone else want to nail anything to a tree? That is a good question. We have not talked about finances yet. <laughs> Sorry, that just sounded so much like dying Kermit the Frog. Now, I've been scanning this whole this whole establishment for a gentleman of noble bearing and obvious physique such as yourself. Not for sex. Pretty intense. We're pretty intense. You are about to hear our second live episode recorded at CarnageCon 2017 in Killington, Vermont on November 3rd. Just like the first one, this was a super fun time, and we again have to thank everyone that came out to see us live and everyone that joined us on the stream via Victory Condition Gaming. If you couldn't join us, fear not. The videos are still up on VCG's Facebook and YouTube channel, and of course, last episode and this episode will get you the whole story. Without further ado, let's hit it and crit it. Hey everybody, welcome to Improvise Weapons. Um, we're coming to you live from CarnageCon 2017 up in Killington, Vermont. Super awesome, fun stuff. We already did one episode today. If you're still with us from that, thank you for sticking around. Uh, if you're just joining us, why the hell weren't you here for the earlier episode, jerk? Kidding, we love you all. Of course, we are doing this, uh, we are doing this all for the benefit of Extra Life. Uh, they are raising money for the Children's Miracle Network. They do a lot of really good work. If you want to donate during the stream, we 100% suggest you do. You can go to tinyurl.com slash negextralife to donate. Uh, your money goes to a very good cause, uh, so you should do that. Because if you have money, you should spend it on something good and not just like beer. I mean, buy beer. Buy <laughs> beer, but not, not just beer. Uh, as you can see, plenty of us are enjoying a beer. So, if you uh, did not join us just now, the party uh, <laughs> on the road to Bastafier uh, were sort of bonding with their, their new friend, Valera, when they were set upon by uh, a small red humanoid and some poof dogs. Um, <laughs> that they they battled with and in doing so uh, Valera 
Well, she showcased some uh, some odd abilities that some people in the group weren't really ready to see. And upon being questioned about it, uh, she admitted that she had been lying to them for a little while. She is not a wizard. She is a warlock. And her name isn't even Valera. It's Ildov. <laughs> but they... Uh, gasp, you should. Yes, yes, yes. Much gasp. Uh, but they allowed her to continue traveling with them. Uh, Yarfik is... is for the moment, okay with all of the lying. <laughs> we'll see where that goes. But they uh, yes, they continued on. They made it to Bastafier, their destination, found lodging, uh, and went out to sort of have a night on the town. Uh, Olash got in an in, in arm wrestle war uh, with the dude. She won it handily, uh, pun intended, and. Uh, <laughs> You deserve it. Made some money, uh, and then they, uh, let's just say the party made some friends that they brought back to their rooms with them. Uh, and we join with them the next day as they are suiting up, getting ready to go to uh, to meet up with the Tempered Steel, the people that invited them to this city in the first place. What are you guys doing? Stretching out, making sure all the crooks in my neck are better after the night staying downstairs. Um, I'm bringing Yarfik some ale. <laughs> <laughs> To um, kind of butter him A little up. morning hair of the dog. <laughs> yeah. No one ever does that for me. I have to do it myself. Have we already set out on the road? Did we set off for the for the address before the end of the last time, or are we just at the end? No, you were you you asked for directions. Okay, that was it. Let me finish my ill, man. <laughs> that isn't that why you have your portable tankard <laughs> that you wear around your neck? <laughs> yes, I have a to-go tankard. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's also my holy symbol, so it's, it works in two ways. All right, uh, I, I find out if I can get a Bloody Mary at this inn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. this is the nice inn. They can do that for great, you. Great, great. Full, a full, fresh stock of celery in there for you. I'm sipping one every so often, like, holding a wet washcloth up to try to get the bags the out of my eyes. <laughs> and then I slam a grapefruit mimosa. <laughs> she gave me a kiss on the cheek, too. It's kind of her signature move. <laughs> Seems to be, yeah. <laughs> Cool. So you all, uh, you enjoy your breakfast, pretty yourselves up for the day, do whatever you need to do, and then you set out. Uh, 12 Simlock Road, the innkeep, uh, let you know that it's it's in the Authority. It's in that central district in town. So yeah, so you make your way in through. The Authority is actually walled off, and there are guards at the gates of it. Uh, so the, the guards are easy to make out. They wear all white. Uh, and then they have patches, uh, one on each shoulder and then one on the chest, that are circles with five colors on them, one for each of the districts, essentially. And when you go to walk into the authority, they stop you at the gate. And they say, uh, whoa, hold on. Where do you think you're going? See, we have an appointment with the Tempered Steel. We were instructed to meet them at uh, Simlock Out. You've got an appointment with I, the Tempered Steel. I'm pulling out the letter as, as you say that. He grabs it from you, takes a look at it. Don't hurt yourself. Do you need me to read it to you? <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, he like, brings it over to his partner to have him look at it. And he's like, is that, is that Sotherford's signature? And he goes, yeah. Oh, God, it is. I, I recognize how he writes his T's. <laughs> and he rolls the letter back up and he hands it back to you. And he goes, oh, what? So, go, uh. Go right ahead. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of awkward. 
The doors are opening. Anything else you want to say? Nope, nope. Let's just get on the road. All right. Um, as we were passing through the authority, and once we're sort of out of eye shot of the guards, mm-hmm. uh, Cassian really wants to make a good first impression here, uh, especially with what he's heard about how sort of sister and intense these guys are. So he's going to cast Eagle's Splendor on himself. <laughs> so like a bird shits on you? Um, no. <laughs> No, what actually happens is that I become as dashing and majestic as an eagle, and I have advantage on co- uh, charisma checks for an hour. Cassian, put the wings away, please. I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> oh, I'm intimidated. Uh, and then you go and catch a salmon with your feet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, walking through the authority... The first thing that kind of strikes you about it, having been in two of the other districts now, is how much cleaner it is and how much less busy it is than the rest of the city. The streets are made of well-kept stone. There are far fewer people here. It gives it an almost serene quality that the rest of the city really just does not have, those throngs of people. Um, Even though they're right outside the walls, you feel like you can barely hear them. It's, It's very calm. It's very quiet. You come upon... Simlock Road, right at the end of it, and walk up to find number 12. Uh, It's not particularly hard to find. It's a very large stone building. And from the front, it appears to be almost two stories tall, though the large open front doors seem to only be one floor. We gotta change the map. Changing the map, it's time to change the map. Changing the map. Changing the map. Changing the map. Map change. Thank you for singing along. You guys are good sports. I actually think I was the only one that didn't participate. Well, you played Tamara. That was the the button that song needed. You're welcome. You should do that every time we have a scene transition. Uh, So... Looking in, uh, you can see this, this first room that's, uh, that's open right there. Uh, it's made of smooth gray stone. There's a ring of six podiums in the center of the room, all holding nothing. And there's a circle on the floor at the center of them. No one's in there, though. You don't see anything else. There's one exit to the room? There is an exit to the room to the, the right of where you are standing. I'm going to go take a closer look at the podium and the chairs. Podi- podiums in the circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what chairs? They're chairs? Uh, okay, I drag some chairs in. No, no. Uh, I Roll investigation. Like, while he's doing this, I'm going to uh, a, the 11. No, a 12. 12? Um, they're podiums. Looks like they're probably made of some kind of stone. You're not entirely sure what it is. It could be marble. might be something else. It's, it's smooth. Looks clean. There's like not even dust in this room, but you're really at a loss as to what they might be for. I mean, obviously, they're podiums. They're probably supposed to be stuff on them, but don't know. Um, I'm also looking around the room. Roll investigation. 15? 15. I mean, this is smooth gray walls. There's clearly an exit uh, that goes off to sort of the south. But once again, you just see those clean podiums. I think I know what, I think I know what to do here. And I, I look around to the room... And I say, welcome! The Vandemos Adventuring Syndicate has arrived! And you hear that echo, welcome, 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 uh, as it goes and carries sort of through the area, but you, you sort of stop and wait to see if you hear a response. Nothing. I'm going to go over and check the doors that are on the side of that thing and see, do they open up? Or... Yeah, they're, they're, they're open. They're not okay. closed. So what do I see down there? Uh, so down there, the second room... Uh, has a natural floor. It's it's dirt and grass with this sort of 
clearly worn path going from door to door. Around the edges of the room, you see what seem to be sort of like decrepit carnival equipment and playground toys. It just seems to be in storage. Some of them are like under cloths. Nothing looks like it works. There's like a seesaw in one side. There's a jungle gym. There's a minecart. There's a maypole. There's a maypole? There's yeah. a maypole. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Uh, and there's a set of doors. I'm gonna take my um, I'm gonna take my rapier out of my sheath and um, just sort of like prod the ground ahead of me as I walk through this room towards the uh, far exit. Okay. So you uh, just sort of using it as like a minesweeper, poking the ground. Uh, you get a whole bunch of dirt on the tip of your rapier, but nothing happens. It doesn't seem like there's any no one bearing you any ill will or anything. Uh, I turn back to the group and I say, it seems to be safe. I'm just going to keep going until we find some people, right? I figure. I mean, we were invited, of course. We should probably look around. Okay. I clean the tip of my rapier off and sheath it and uh, head through the next set of double doors. So through the next set of doors, uh, this room looks like a chapel. Uh, It's got an altar on one side with rows of pews in front of it. Uh, Behind the altar is a closed portcullis gate. Uh, and the northern side of the room has another set of open double doors. Any symbols on the walls or anything else for this chapel? Or? Uh, you do not see any symbols on the walls. The altar does have a, a book on it. Let's go up and inspect the book. Roll investigation. 21. 21? Uh, you recognize it. It's, it's uh, one of Nikal's texts. Ah, makes sense. Kind of thumb through it, look, look through, just kind of see if there's any, like, any difference to something I've seen before. Uh, it it's, looks pretty standard. A lot of uh, strength, power, that, that old bag. I try to lift it. It lifts in your hands. Um, I, I'm looking around at the pews. Is there anything, are there any like books or anything else like slotted in them or is, are they just plain wooden benches? They are just wooden benches. I look at the ceiling. Uh, it's stone. Can we like feel anything? Are there any like creepy vibes in the room? <laughs> uh, roll for vibes. <laughs> what? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's a four. Sorry. Uh, you're a warlock. You're supposed to have a great vibe score. I know. You don't. You don't feel no vibes. Usually my vibes are off the chart. Sorry, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I guess you... I'm uh, going through the next set of doors. Uh, so through the next set of doors, this this room is very large, and at the level you're at, it's empty. There is nothing in this room. It's just a big empty space. But. You, after stepping into it a little bit, you notice the floor feels different here. Uh, You've been through a couple of rooms that have normal stone. You've been through one that has like a dirt floor. This room has a glass floor. Is it transparent? Yeah. What's What's underneath? It looks like a maze almost. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Is is it like one solid sheet of glass? Yeah. What, is there anything in the maze that we can see? Like hallways? I don't... <laughs> like, gonna... like, is there anything moving? I know, you don't see anything moving. You, the, this entire time, you have not seen anything moving. Okay. With, without um, stepping any farther into the room, can I see a path to the center of the maze? Like, can I make out the, the path to the center? It's, it would be difficult to do without, like, walking around on top of everything. Um, I look up... It, is there any, any like... Balconies or anything on the on the like ceiling? Is anybody watching this? You don't see any balconies. There are some. There are like sconces in the walls that have have lit lamps in them, uh, which is how you're able to see. 
other than that, it doesn't seem like there's any, like, there are not even windows. So, so far we're just, like, standing right in the entrance? We're here with the Vondimos Adventuring Syndicate. We have an appointment. Is anyone about? <laughs> Thank you, Owen. <laughs> Uh, I assume I get a charisma bonus for that. Oh, yeah, you get an advantage. Uh, and you just sort of hear the, the the tambourine echoing off of this large room. No response. This is either the worst trap ever or they're testing us. Um, yeah. I'm going to cast Mage Hand and just, like, put the have the hand touch, like, the middle of the glass to see if anything happens. Okay, so you're just, like, pawing out into it and having it touch the glass? Yeah, just to see if it, like, yeah, okay. anything happens. Um, so this uh, sort of dark, ethereal hand forms in front of you and just reaches out and, like, palms the glass, <laughs> and nothing happens. Like, you, you can okay. feel the resistance. Like, it is touching a solid thing. It is real glass. It's not, a, like, a, an illusion is or anything. Is it slick? Uh, it, no, it doesn't seem slick. Like, it's a surface you could walk on. Easily. So it's not like ice or anything else, so if I ran, I wouldn't slide farther. No, right. not unless you greased up your feet. <laughs> you know, morning. like you do. Like I do, but not this morning. Does anyone have paper on them? Can we, like, draw a map of the maze? I always have some paper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I guess I'll sketch as much of the maze as I can make out from this uh, Okay. Angle. And then... We should put a little you are here there as well, so we know what direction we're looking at it from. Yeah, yeah okay. Good, good call, Leo. I think I put a little arrow showing where uh, the, the exit is on this level, and I say, well, uh, I think it's clear that whoever invited us here wants to see what's going to happen when we step out onto this floor or keep trying to find them, so I didn't come all this way for nothing. I, I put my little map drawing away, draw my rapier and shield, and walk out into the room. So you walk out into the room on the glass, nothing happens. I guess I head for the last set of doors. Uh, so you go on to the next room. Uh, it's much smaller than the other rooms. Uh, it's once again made of sort of a basic stone. Uh, it has one thing in it, which is a simple podium at its rear. Um, on the podium is a folded note uh, with a key set on top of it that you can see is like weighing the note down, keeping it in place. Who would like well, to read the note? I'll oh. read it. Hola. <laughs> Olash, why don't we read it together? Oh, God, I got something in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for it. I, I While go. they're reading it, I'm going to inspect the key. Not okay, touch, so to read... Well, you have to pick up the key to read the note. It's a folded note. The okay. key is on top of it. Okay, okay I uh, okay. slide the note out from under the key and uh, unfold it. So as you slide the note out from under the key, the key shifts just a little bit, and you hear a click, and then suddenly the doors to the room slam shut. Oh, shit. Okay, I guess I'll take that key. The key is still there. <laughs> There's the note. <clears throat> Greetings to the Von Demos Adventuring Syndicate, specifically to Eowyn, Olash, Cassian, and Yarfin. Well, that's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> it is said that every piece of raw ore must be tested and proved worthy to be turned into a truly righteous blade. Ugh. If you are to be the champions as foretold, let us first see what you are made of, Sir Therafin. I've never been foretold before! Neither have I! <laughs> This is amazing. You guys, they're gonna send us through the maze. <laughs> it seems like that's almost certainly what's gonna happen here. Well, the nice part is we drew, we at least drew a map of the maze. It couldn't move or be magical or anything. Hey, every little bit helps. I just can't believe you guys have never been foretold before. <laughs> <laughs> we don't all uh, we don't all have uh, agents. I'm gonna pick the key up. Does it come up? Yeah, yeah, the key comes up. Right. It freely moves. 
couldn't hold so, on to that key. So we're just locked in this room with the podium, or the, those doors at the edge of the glass are blocked? You, so the doors that, that you just entered through have slammed shut. Okay, so we're just in a stone room with a podium. Yes. I guess I, I go up and I touch the podium. Um, it feels cool and smooth. I look all over it for keyholes. Uh, yeah, nothing. There's no no sort of orifice or indentation of any kind. Yeah, do the doors have keyholes? <laughs> oh, yeah. When you turn around, the door's got a big keyhole on it. <laughs> so they just lock us in a room. Like, oh, big, big scary surprise. You're slammed shut on the door, but here's the key right well, on the your, podium. <laughs> your first instinct was to look at the podium. <laughs> so. I'll insert the key into the door and turn it. Okay. You insert the key into the door and turn it. Um, as you do so, a, uh, a yellow sort of glyph appears on the door. It's just the letter C, and then the door's open. Sounds like that's from me. Uh, <laughs> and you looked at the point. <laughs> you, you gotta keep them guessing. You don't want to let your enemy predict your movements. Does the uh, uh, lock or just come back out? Yeah, it comes back out, sure. You gotta keep the key. Okay. Does the next room look the same? Looking into it, you see the exact same thing you saw before, the large glass Floor. All right. Well, I uh, I'm just gonna say, well, this this should be no match for me. I'm Cassian von Demos, hero extraordinaire, and I cast heroism on myself. Um, and <laughs> before yeah, everyone walks out, I'm gonna gather you all around, and touch each of you on the forehead, and cast aid on all of you. So for the next eight hours, you have seven extra hit points. So it's five hit points plus five for your current HP for, uh, max for the next duration. Seven extra hit points. Yes. So sorry. Thank you. Uh, how does oh, it so work again? I know that... spe- so five plus five per spell level, so that's actually fifteen, right? What you're casting five it as plus a... five per spell level. You're yeah. casting it at second level. Okay, yeah. All right, so yeah, you get fifteen. Are you sure it doesn't mean extra for every extra spell level past the normal one? It might be. So in that case, it's only five. Yeah, it's if it's a second level spell, yeah. it, you that is the base, and then if you cast it higher than that, so you get your, extra. your max HP goes up by five. Okay. okay. And are some of those temporary hit points? No. Nope. That's just. Okay. It's, for the next eight hours, you have five more hit points. Cool. So I can heal you back up to that as well. Okay. Great. So you cast heroism on yourself. He casts aid. What are you doing? And I, I walk out into the room okay. with rapier and shield drum. Yeah. You walk into the room, and you are in the room, standing on the glass. Okay. I I look down at the maze, and I I guess I'm going to sort of I guess I'm going to head for the center. Of the maze. Yeah, you can walk out. You walk out to the center of the room. Okay. <clears throat> oh, did you want this to come I along? I tap my foot out of the door. Like, no, no, no. I, no, I'm, I'm just kind of curious to see what'll happen. I guess. Um, are the doors on the other end of the room shut? The doors that you entered that room originally through? Yes, yeah. they are shut. I guess I'll come out and try to open up the key. So Yarfik, you come out uh, as soon as you pass through the doorway. Disappear. I disappear. What? Wait, you have the key. Yep, I do. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, I guess I'm going to go try these far doors and see if they'll open. Uh, they are locked. Okay. Um, Where am I? <laughs> you haven't Can we see yet. him in the... Is there anything happening in the maze yet? Nope. D- does anything look different about this room from the first time I was in here? Nope, it just looks the same. All right. Uh, and the, the walls are just... Still torches, sconces. Yep. Am I moving? Can I go anywhere? I'll tell you when you're doing something. <laughs> I, I look down. I guess I start looking down through the maze to see if I can see Yarfik in there. Okay, roll perception. 
that is a, a b- b- six. Mm-hmm. No, nope, you don't see him in there. Do I see anything in the maze besides just the walls of the maze and the floor of the maze? Nope. Um, can I come out and see, kind of look around? Sure. So you're you're entering the room also? Yes. So you walk through the doorway, disappear. Okay. Oh, God. I think I'm going to stay here, Cassius. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go back to, I go back to the, that first doorway, and um, I... I take off my boot and I poke it through. Like, just past the edge of the doorway. Does anything happen? No. Still a boot. Okay, I take a deep breath and I walk back through. Like, back into the first room. Yep, you're fine. Okay, uh, I look at the podium. Has anything changed about it? No. Okay, I go back out into the room and I say, what, Show yourself! And return my friend to me! My friends to me! Both of them. Um. (laughs) He meant you. (laughs) So at that moment, uh, you hear a pop. Similar to something you heard recently with the poof dogs, as both Ildov and Yarfik appear directly below you in the doorway. What? What? No. (laughs) Guys, we're in the maze. I can see them through the glass down below me. Yes. Okay. Um, I look up and I'm like waving my arms at them. <laughs> hey! I nod like, yeah, yeah, I can see you, yes! So both of you just sort of pop into existence. Um, I need you both to make constitution saving throws. 11. Five. As you both pop back into existence, you uh, can't see. You can't see what? Can't see. You're blind. We're both um, blind. We're both blind. You're both blind. <laughs> Cassian, what you notice as you hear this pop um, is that there's a sort of light that goes on on the wall um, and runes form, similar to how when you turned the key in the door that, that C appeared above it. Um, and what appears on the wall says, when you can't lead by action, you must lead by word. Couplets or limericks or poems preferred. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, And a light appears in the far corner. Okay. The very, very far (laughs) corner of the room. Going over to inspect it, you see that there is another key there. Okay. Okay. I say, Ildov, step left and take... Don't use my real name in public. (laughs) (laughs) Valera, step right, uh, step left and take Yafik's hand. Okay. You'll soon be reunited with the rest of our band. <laughs> uh, then step, then step, five feet forward and wait for commands. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Uh, so, uh, what? How this is going to work is we're essentially going to procedurally generate this maze right now. Okay. Since you can see. I'm going to hand cards to you one at a time. You'll be able to put them down wherever you want. You see where they're starting from. You see where they're getting to. Uh, so you'll essentially be able to see two cards ahead at any given time. I'll be able to see like two cards ahead, like where they'll be able to step two card- cards in advance. Okay. Correct. So here are the first two that you can put down. Then you'll still have to give them directions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're only going to be able to move half their total movement in a turn because they're blind. Uh, okay. So your movement's 25, right? Yep. Yeah, so it'll be like 10 feet per round. Slow. You could just send me. <laughs> I mean, it'd, be, it'd be a little bit faster. Do, I guess if there's a time. 
No, I gotta get you both out of there. All right. Um, walk straight ahead ten paces, then stop. You can and, put the cards. Oh, down. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can put both of them down. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, just trying to think how to word this. <laughs> uh, walk. Walk 20 paces ahead, then turn to the right. Hey, at least so far there's nothing to fight. (laughs) Uh, As they leave that room... Oh no. Shit. From beneath the floor, uh, a, a stone block just sort of lifts up and falls to the side. As from out it crawls this undead shambling form um, that you see just like claw its way out of the dirt gets up sort of shakes itself off and then just looks around with this like (sighs) you can hear it and then Cassian you can see that it's looking around as soon as it sees movement it just starts lurching forward Can, can I see it from where I am from where you are yes you can see it uh I say coming behind you is a terrible foe. Yarvik, do you have some fire to throw? <laughs> okay, um, I uh, feel around, so I'm putting myself between whatever it is and Valera. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, God, how do I do this? I'm gonna try to throw Sacred Flame. Uh, so you can roll, uh, oh no, it's, um, save. it's a save. They're gonna have advantage on the save. It's a deck save. Yeah. Uh, what's the DC? 13. 13, roll to 13. So you turn around, you just try to throw your your sacred flame at it, and it just sails right over it. You're, you're trying to do this by echolocation, and it's not sort of your standard thing. Okay, um, walk forward two paces, then turn to the right. Focus on my voice and not on your fright. Take my hand and walk with me here. Um, before we start walking forward, I'm going to cast minor illusion, so it looks like there's a wall in between. Okay, so like, like, there-ish? Yeah. Gotcha. I'm just gonna go ahead and try a little experiment, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna see if I can cast a minor illusion of my own through the glass. Just like, uh, just a little defenseless looking bunny rabbit in front of this zombie thing. Okay. <laughs> Does it work? Uh, you'll find out in a minute. In a minute? Not like a full game minute. Like I, I mean, like, in a moment you will find out. Okay. Well, um, I did. I gave them their instructions, right? Well, the instruction you gave them was to go 20 feet and then turn right, which they just turned into a wall. Okay. Um, turn back the way you were originally faced and take another pace and then one more pace. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the lights in the room dim a little bit. Oh boy. Is that because it didn't like my poem? <laughs> <laughs> Can they, Cassian, did they hear what I just better. said? Yeah, they heard. So you said take a pace. Okay. Face right and then take another pace. And there, right there is the zombie shambles forward and uh, lurches after the bunny rabbit. Okay. Um, I can't do I have a second here to do something? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to reach up and find your face. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to lay my hands on, say a small prayer to you and cast lesser restoration. And hopefully rid of the blindness. So you cast Lesser Restoration. Uh, you feel the divine uh, radiant energy of Ajia flowing through your body. Um, and you feel like you feel good. You feel energized. But you still cannot see. Did it okay. work? 
I mean, I feel great, but I can't see. Damn it! Okay, I say walk straight forward 15 more feet. That zombie's distracted by the sight of fresh meat. <laughs> uh, so I'm confused. So I do this before they move? I put this down before they move? Yeah. Okay. I'll just put this. Uh, and this one also goes down before they move? Yeah. Okay. You'll end up right there. The zombie is still occupied with the ghost rabbit. <laughs> okay, I, I send it skittering sort of behind him uh, back towards the, the wall. Um, I say, um, <laughs> I say, t- uh, ten more feet forward, then turn to the left. When you get out, Yarfik will give you a tanker to heft. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Your puns are getting worse. Your hand holding is so tender. It's, I'm really good at holding hands. You really are. Yeah. Olash, how you doing? I'm, I really don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to do anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I say, now 15 feet forward, then left once again. I consider you both to be really good friends. (laughs) Trying to keep their spirits up. (laughs) So, 15 foot forward, left once again. Oh, boy. Uh, I say, um, do I get one more? Mm -hmm. Uh, I say, forward 15 feet, then left towards the key. Before much longer, you will both be free. <laughs> oh, God almighty. I like briefly unclench Yardvik's hand and kind of wipe it on my dress. <laughs> <laughs> where'd you go? Where'd you go? <laughs> and, then I, and then I grab it again. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Okay. Um, I've got you. We're, we're in this together. I got you. Your hands are sweaty. I've never been held by a pretty lady before. Okay, I say, now just walk forward until you touch stone. Uh, there's a key awaiting, and soon you'll be home. They go forward. My slant rhyme. The light's dim again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everyone's a critic. <laughs> I think at the same time, we both touch the key. Like, we both grab for okay. it. Okay. Um, yeah. So you both sort of, like, paw at the air. Um, Valeria, you find the key first. Yarfik, you find it just like a moment later or so. Uh, sorry, Yildov. I can't, I'm still doing it. No, well, we're, we're in public, we're so it's Valera. Um, <laughs> so you, uh, you find the key first. Uh, Yarfik, you find it a moment later. Uh, as soon as you both touch it, you feel that sort of pull again, just as you did earlier when you sort of like blinked out of existence briefly. And you appear directly above where you were, but now on top of the glass, yeah. still holding the key in your hands. But you can see. Oh. Where to go, guys? Thank you, Cassian. We couldn't have done it without you. I am worried about getting Olash out of that room. Oh shit. Okay. Oh. Uh. Right. I step out of the room and I, go, I What's wait. Going no. On? <laughs> You're both I I I lead the rabbit real quick down the hallway. <laughs> uh, she steps right out onto the glass. Oh. Okay. Oh. Uh, oh. In that case, I I am still gonna try and. Uh, get the zombie to chase the rabbit into that pit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, toddles forward after the rabbit. Looks like he might be getting a little bit frustrated, but clearly just like driven by like if it moves, I want to kill it. So keeps following afterward, all the way up to the edge of the pit. Um, are you having the rabbit like jump Let's down do it. into it? Yeah. Rabbit jumps down into it. The zombie just just blindly follows it, uh, sort of like 
catches it catches itself briefly on the the ropes that are strung across it, um, but then like bounces up in the air once and then just sort of like falls off of it onto this uh, down into the bottom. The pit's only about ten feet deep, but I mean, you know, zombies haven't really figured out ladders yet, um, and he's certainly not going to be able to build one out of whatever's in there. So yeah, that zombie seems like it's pretty well trapped in the pit. Well, guys, I don't want to say I nailed it, but. Uh... <laughs> Seems like I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> You're so modest. I just got, I just led you blind through a maze and trapped a zombie. What did you do? <laughs> Went blind through a maze and got a key so you can get out of this damn room. I turned to the invisible spectators and say, "What's next?" No response. There's there's a door oh, well, there's and a key. A door and we have a key. Oh no, guys, there's no podium in this room though, so he doesn't know where a key goes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to open the door, my dear? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you found the key first. Oh, okay. Well, it's just luck. Um, so, okay, yeah, so I go up to the door and I... Wait, there are keyholes, I yep. assume? Yeah, there's okay. a keyhole. Um, all right, so I put the okay. key... Go up to the door, put the key in the keyhole, turn it. Uh, similarly as before, a rune appears above the door. It's the letter Y. That's the first letter to my real name. <laughs> it's also the first letter of my name. Yeah, I don't oh, think they shit. knew you were coming. Uh, That's Malaria. true, they didn't. I think and the, this one's for our hirstoot friend. I will step through the door. Okay. Doors open up. You step through the doors. This room is the the room with the altar in it. Looks very similar to how it did before. Sconces are still lit. Nothing has really changed, although the the exit door, as you could call it, is closed. No Similarly keys lit up or anything else. Nope. I have this weird feeling someone else has to walk through yeah. the door and get in trouble. I say, well, guys, I'm going to go first here, uh, since, <laughs> since I made you listen to those awful rhymes a minute ago. Um, so I brace myself and step through the door. Still just looks like it did before. Okay, I'm going to walk into the room. Remains the same. I go over and look at the book. Olash, we need you. Oh, okay, I come in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you join too. Um, as soon as you enter the room, you hear a click, and the portcullis gate over here slowly begins to open up. Cassian, back away from the book. Okay. Yeah, I, I scooch back around. I get on the other side of the altar. Everybody behind me. From behind the altar, uh, in this dark alcove, you hear a loud snort, sort of a... And then you see a very large, muscular creature with a pair of massive horns on its head coming out of the alcove, dragging a large club behind it. Right above the portcullis, similarly as before, runes appear on the wall. These runes say, if one is not careful, care can do great harm. Is there a button next to the portcullis that I can throw a rock at and drop it down the animal's head. It is not a rancor. Dang it. You are not a Jedi. We're not having this conversation again. Okay. I have a mage hand. I know you do. I'm just saying. I can I mean, uh, So this creature's coming at us? It is, it is just emerging from the alcove emerging. right now. Stay back. I have an idea. Um, okay. No, if you want to go first, that's fine. No, 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 no. Stay behind me. It's, I, I can... Defend myself. I know, I know you. I, I'm fully sure that you can. I've seen you do it. Do I have to touch them? Yes, I do. Alright, um, I am. Oh, I'm gonna try. Um, I'm gonna cast Guiding Bolt. So I have to roll an attack. 20, not natural. 20, not natural? That definitely hits. 
Okay, so it gets 4d6 radiant. 16. With your Warhammer, uh, you fire off this guiding bolt. This like ethereal, uh, yellow, almost ghostly version of your Warhammer fires out from it, uh, hitting the Minotaur like dead in the chest, but it doesn't even flinch. Uh, it almost looks energized. So it does still have this that yellow mark on its chest, sh- uh, ensuring that the next person who attacks it will have advantage on their attack. But it doesn't look like you did any damage. Um, I yell to the Minotaur, uh, there's a perfectly good maze in the other room and you're here in the library. Get a life, Minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> and I cast Vicious Mockery. What's the DC? 13. 13 uh, does not make the uh, the DC. Okay. Does it do damage? Roll. Okay. Uh, three. Three damage uh, as you you just levy this sick burn at the Minotaur. <laughs> And once again, though, it, it almost looks buoyed by what you said. Like, you can see that, there, that it felt the emotional pain, <laughs> but, but no, really no physical about. damage was levied against it. Okay, okay. Um, and now we need to roll initiative. Okay. 12. 13. 11. 8. Okay. Ildov, you are first. Uh, I don't know, guys. I mean... Gonna Eldritch Blast. Okay. Roll to hit. Um, ten. Ten does not hit. Uh, so you once again remove the orb from your uh, from your cloak. Uh, you focus and fire out this black bolt directly at it, uh, but it just sort of sails over its shoulder into the darkness of the alcove behind it. Uh, Cassian. Here's what I'm thinking, uh, team. I think that uh, maybe ranged attacks aren't the way to go here. And that uh, warning was about being too cautious. That being said, And I charge the Minotaur and attack it with my rapier. I try to to stab it right in its Minotaur neck. Okay, roll the hit. Uh, That is 19. 19 hits, go ahead and roll damage. Uh, Eight. Eight. Uh, you rush forward, you stab at the Minotaur, uh, and as you stab it, you pull your blade away, and the wound heals itself. There's, there isn't even any blood. Well, I'm out of ideas. <laughs> next up is Olaf. Or sorry, Yarfik is next. Can I get to the Minotaur? Uh, if I vault if the you altar? If like, vault the altar, yeah. I want to do that, run up and put both hands on him and cast uh, Cure Wounds. Okay. I have an idea. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds right on him. Okay, roll it. And I'm doing it at second level. Okay. That's good. That is eight points of healing. As you run up to the Minotaur, you place your hands, uh, stand, from standing on the altar, you like place your hands directly on his I chest. I parkour that, yeah. And you focus your energy into him um, and, and focus the, all of the healing ability that, that Ajia bestows upon you. And you see him falter. When, it, when the healing hits him, uh, he actually recoils a little bit as if he's feeling pain. It takes pain from healing. If you have healing anything, send it at him. And then I have, do I have a bonus? Yeah. I'm going to cast Healing Word because that's a bonus. So 1d4 plus spell limits at first. Four. Four more. Another four. Uh, what, what word do you use for Healing Word? Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, as you say, ouch, and uh, he takes another four points of healing damage. 
Uh, next up is Olash. Uh, I really have any healing anything. So I say, hey, buddy, you're looking real good. Uh, if you want to grab a drink sometime, Okay. <laughs> 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 Cool, yeah, it doesn't entirely look like he hears or understands any of that, but you know, you, have, you maybe feel like you got a shot. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up is the Minotaur. The Minotaur is going to take a swing at you, Yarfik. Of course. Uh, and that is a 14, which I know does not hit you. So just kind of stuck there in that position. We're back up to the top with Ildov. Maybe potions we can shove down its mouth? I do, but I feel like that would just help it. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm just i going to cast Mage Hand, but it's going to like just kind of like massage one shoulder. Can we get a back rub? You apply the one-handed back rub of doom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has no effect, yeah. but you know. I love the old college try. <laughs> uh, Cassian. I guess I'm gonna, yeah, I'm good where I am. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm gonna um, clap Yarfik on the shoulder and I say, this seems like your fight. And I couldn't think of anyone better to handle it. Oh, and crap. I infuse my words with the magic power of confidence and I give him an inspiration die. Woohoo! Excellent. Yarfik. I'm gonna do it again, so second level cure wounds. So that's six more points of healing. Okay. And then I'm going to do my healing word again as yeah, a bonus. go for it. One. <laughs> and I have burned through all my spells. Olash. Well, I'm just going to move as close to the Minotaur as I can. Get to about there. Uh, and now the Minotaur is up again. He's going to swing at oh, you. Oh, I'm going to wink at him. You're going to wink at him? Yeah. I also said, ouch, again. Yeah. Uh, give him a little coquettish stare. That is a 19 to hit your That effect. hits. Um, so that hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. I yeah, I'm not that. surprised. Uh, that is, I can count good, 14 points of slashing damage okay. as he swings at you with his great axe, uh, catches you like right on the shoulder, dents your your uh, your plate. Yeah, it seems like the damage he does is damage. Great, damage, damage. And we're back up to the top with the old dog. Okay. Oh, wait, I have to touch you. <laughs> you, know you already did that earlier. It's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, how far away? You could do it, because he's still standing okay. on the altar. Yeah, that's... Okay, I guess, yeah, that's what I'll do. You got my butt? You give him a little butt squeeze, and he disappears, disappears from view. <laughs> cool! <laughs> Cassian? I am going to take out one of my healing potions, uh, unstopper it, and just throw it in its face. Uh, standard healing potion? Yes. So 2d4 plus 4. Two, one, uh, seven. Seven. So you unstopper a healing potion, and you just, like, throw it in his face, essentially, and he reacts to it as if you threw acid on him. Uh, Yarfik. All right, Mr. DM, I have a question. If I cast Spare the Dying on him... <laughs> Does it drop him to zero? <laughs> I am going to cast Spare the Dying on the, on the Minotaur. Okay. Uh, so your invisibility fades. 
uh, as you go up to him and you, you place your hand on him, uh, same as you have for your companions many a time before, focusing the energy you have within you to keep them from harm, to make sure that they stay safe uh, and that they can rest quietly. And as you unleash those energies into the Minotaur's body, you see all the life drain from his eyes in an instant as this hulking figure just lurches forward and falls on top of you. <laughs> Little help! I shove it off of him. I roll it off of him. Uh, that'll be a strength check. He's very large. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, 12. Wait, 12. No, uh, yeah, 12. Yeah, 12. You, you muscle him off. It, it's, it's rough going, but with the two of you together, you finally get him off of there. And you, you get past him. Was there anything behind him in the portcullis? <laughs> uh, you want to go investigate the uh, the outcome? No, I want to lie right here for now. I'm a little tired. I say, well done, Yafrik. Thank, thank you. Yeah, I think I'll go investigate. Okay, roll investigation. Ten. Looking back there, you sort of go in, and it's it's not terribly large. It looks like it was only about twenty feet deep, but you don't see anything in there. It's smooth stone walls, smooth stone floor, no light source of any kind. Well, I suppose it's on to the next challenge. But we don't have a key. We don't have a key to get out. I check okay. under the I check the book. Should we check the Minotaur to see if he has a key on him? Probably should. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, he's got a key on him. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just I'm gonna warn everybody. Um, I have burned through all my healing spells, so if we're in the next room and you're hurt, I'll do my best. But good to know. It's best I can do. I've got one more healing potion for the record. Well, let's go through the door then. So you uh, go ahead up to the door. Who's got the key? Uh, you uh, go up to the door, put it in the lock, turn it just as before. That rune appears above the door. Uh, it's a large circle, possibly an O. It's an O! <laughs> oh, Lash. Uh, it's yeah. for you. How <laughs> <laughs> are you with us there, Lash? Have, have you seen the pattern that's been happening? <laughs> I, I just wanted to see if you guys could figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> the door opens up. Looking inside, uh, most of the carnival equipment and and playground stuff remains stowed away, but over in the far side of the room, there's a uh, a high striker, one of those like strength testing machines, you hit it with a mallet, thing goes up to hit the bell, that seems to be active, and there's actually a light shining from somewhere overhead, somewhere like nebulous, directly on it, as if like beckoning you. To it. Okay. There's like a there's like a hammer. Yeah, and there is actually there's a mallet uh, like leaning up against the side of it as well. All right, I take the mallet. Um, I guess yeah, I follow her into the room. Once you all enter the room, similarly as before, uh, runes appear on the wall, and they they say a show of strength begets a show of strength. Which Olash can't read. <laughs> <laughs> so someone else has to tell her. I that. walk up behind her and I say. A show of strength begets a show of strength. What do you suppose that means? And I hit the thing with the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and roll a strength check oh, with your proficiency. Fuck. Okay. Um, so that's 12. 12. Uh, so you hit uh, with a 12. It goes up only like halfway up the thing. Um, and then it comes back down and you, from somewhere you hear a wah, wah. <laughs> um, and then you hear this noise uh, and you turn around very quickly this like pile of bones fell from the ceiling and just landed in the dirt um, sort of between you and where the party are and then uh, just as soon as you saw it land you see it start to move and then there is a standing skeleton in front of you 
So it is standing there, sort of like moving and cracking all of its joints and just going. <sighs> and then it zeroes in on you and just starts marching forward. I'm going to take a swing of misery. Okay. So you drop the mallet, yeah. bring up your axe. Twenty hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Oh no, sorry, that wasn't a twenty. I added the wrong thing. It was uh, sixteen. Sixteen still hits. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Sixteen points of damage. So you drop the mallet, pick up the great axe, uh, like you drop the mallet with your left hand and draw your great axe with your right hand, and you just march forward and swing at it, and it shatters. Bone splinters go everywhere. Um, as you feel that same, like, dark hurt around your heart, you take four points of necrotic damage, um, and that skeleton is dust for all intents and purposes. You should probably see a cardiologist in this <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to do? Um, I'm going to pick the mallet back up. That thing will not best me. You can do it, Olash! Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, so that's, uh, nine. Nine. Okay, so you once again pick the mallet back up. You take a swing at the high striker. This time it barely goes up even a quarter of the way. You once again hear that wah, wah. Back tears. And, oh. uh, behind you, you hear that same noise you heard earlier, but you could swear, like, you're hearing it in stereo this time. And as you turn around, there are now two skeletons behind you. Okay. Um, we're gonna have to go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. Too many people. All right. Two. Seventeen. Uh, Twenty-three. Fifteen. Six. Cool. So, uh, Cassian, you may act first. I'm gonna go up to this skelly here mm-hmm. um, and just bash him with my shield right in the face. Okay. I don't know what my attack modifier is gonna be. With uh, it'll be strength with your shield. Just a straight strength check. Um, it'll well, it'll be your proficiency and your strength modifier. Oh, I do. That, that, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Um, so that's an 18. 18 hits. Uh, so go ahead and roll. Uh, it'll be a d6 plus your strength modifier, which is zero. Six. Six. Uh, so you go up, uh, you just run up behind it and like bash it in the back with your shield. And it looks like like you did almost more damage than you felt like you did. <laughs> that type of damage you did might just be very potent. Sure, sure. That seems, that tracks. Yeah. Uh, Yildov. <laughs> Fourteen hits. Uh, okay. One. <laughs> well, doesn't ch- if chill touch has something when you uh, do it? They have an undead disadvantage. Has a disadvantage on attacks against me, and they can't regain hit Okay. Is, is that the one where it's like a big, glowing, spooky hand that grabs them and? Yes. So a big, uh, not like a huge glowing spooky hand, but these sort of ethereal, deathly hands form like at its shoulders. Similar to how you did like the, the one-handed massage of doom earlier, um, but this is like actually doomy. Um, <laughs> as you like grip its shoulders and it, it, it like visibly is, you can see the bones start to degrade a little bit where it touches and it sort of falters in its step a little bit as if it's going to have some dexterous issues uh, when its time comes around. Yarfik. Take my tankard, I go one for me and one for my homies and I throw a cigarette flame at him. <laughs> okay. 
So they gotta make a dex save. Uh, what's the DC? 13. Uh, they do... Oh, they rolled a 13. Ah! Skeletons are surprisingly dexterous, I don't know what to tell you. Ah! Without all that meat and muscle holding them back, you betcha. Yeah. Uh, Olash. Alright, I'm gonna put Misery away and just use my regular great axe. Okay. So that's 18. Yeah, that hits. 16. 16. Are you attacking the one that was already damaged or the other one? Uh, the other one. Okay, cool. Yeah, that one, similar to before, shatters. Boom. Bone splinters everywhere. They get in your guys' hair. Super gross. Yeah. You know you don't have to, like, fake having a guitar, right? There's one sitting in front of you. Yeah. Which I do not know how to play. But yeah, that one shatters. Does that make it more pathetic or more badass if I just... And now we're up to the bad guys. So the skeleton is going to take a swing at you, Cassian, since you bumped him in the back with your shield. Big whiff. Okay. Oh, man, that guy, he's terrible. Uh, back up to the top, Cassian. Okay. Uh, shield Bash, the sequel. <laughs> the Reckoning. <laughs> uh, that's, uh... That hits. Okay. Five. Okay, so uh, now to the front of the skeleton. You bash it in the chest, and it's... It just, like, everything falls apart. It's, it explodes. Once again, <laughs> bone splinters everywhere. Cats and dogs living together in mass hysteria. Uh, what next? Uh, I'm going to walk up to Olash and, uh, <laughs> and put a, a hand on her shoulder and say, Olash, where I come from, there's a fairy tale about a bull that was so strong it carried the whole world on its back. You remind me of that bull. And I cast bull strength on her. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, it gives you advantage on strength checks, okay. and it doubles your carrying capacity. Cool. <laughs> you guys need stuff carried? <laughs> <laughs> Just unrelated. Yeah. All right. I turn back around, pick up the mallet, and. Uh, Are you have advantage? Yeah. Okay. Good, because that's so. Uh, Fourteen. Plus seven is... It's 21. 21. This time you hit it, you just, you're, you're buoyed by Cassian's words, and you're like, yeah, I am like a bull. I'm doing this for Beatrice. <laughs> uh, as you swing the mallet in the widest arc possible, you hammer down on the, the high striker, and the, uh, the weight that's in it shoots up and hits the bell and, like, bounces off it and hits the ground hard. Um as you hear what is now a familiar sound. You hear the sound of, of bones hitting the ground, but then you also hear something that sounds like, almost like, just like a burlap sack. I hope I get the giant SpongeBob. As you turn around. <gasps> oh, snap. no. And there are two skeletons and a mummy. And you can see around the mummy's neck is a loose cord with a key hanging from it. Um, we're going to keep the same initiative order we had from before. Save us a little time. Uh, so, Cassian. I will uh, just attempt to stab the mummy right through the back of the neck with my rapier. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, that's an 18. Hits. Uh, seven. Takes seven points of damage. Okay. You going to stay put? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yield off? I am. Uh, I'm going to cast... Poison spray at the mummy. Do you want him to open his mouth first? <laughs> <laughs> Say, ah, ah. Uh, what's the DC? 14. Rolled a 17. Um, so you 
raise your arcane focus, that, that blue and black orb, and do the, po- the poison spray, but it just sort of sails over him in an arc. Lands on the other side, like, killing the grass on the ground. <laughs> uh, but he is, the mummy is fine. Sorry, grass. <laughs> <laughs> Yarfik. I'm going to run up and interpose myself between the mummy, or ne- I'm going to be next to Cassian, basically. And then I am going to Sacred Flame again in the mummy's face. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so deck save. Deck save. I rolled an eight. 13's the DC, so it takes six points of radiant damage. Cool. Uh, Olash. I'm going to take a swing at that skeleton that's closest to me. Okay. Uh, so that's uh, 22. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> Just barely. So nine. Nine points of damage. So you take a swing at that skeleton, and similarly to, to before, you've got a pretty good track record with these guys. Boom. Bone splinters everywhere. Uh, you're going to be washing them out of your cloak for a long time. <laughs> and next up is the bad guys. So uh, skeleton over there is going to go on a walk for you, Olash. Uh, and that is a 18 to hit. Yeah. Swings at you with its longsword and does uh, four points of piercing damage. Uh, swings at you, sort of like stabs you in the bicep. Uh, oh, sorry, the short sword. Um, and then the mummy um, is first going to cast Dreadful Glare. Ugh. Uh, so it targets one creature that it can see. Um, it's going to go after you, Yarfik, because you just burned it with sacred power. Uh, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh. 20. Not natural. 20. Okay, so you succeed. Congratulations. Uh, but it still gets to do a melee attack, which is also going to be against you, but it is slow as shit and <laughs> definitely Ugh. does not make contact. Um, so it sort of swings at you with this, like, rotting fist, uh, but you just, yeah, you bash it away with your shield. Uh, next up is Cassian. Uh, I'm going to stab it once again. <laughs> Take another um, stab at it. That's a... Uh, that's a 13. 13 hits? Ha-ha! Have at you! Uh, that's 10. 10 points of damage as you stab it again. Each time you, you stab it, you notice that you're like you're piercing its wrappings and like dust is sort of pouring out of it. Um, almost as if it's like a physical representation of its life force draining away. Boy, <laughs> um, it would be nifty if that was what was going on. I know, it would be crazy. Uh, and next up is Ildov. Okay. Yes! <laughs> that is an 18. Are you going after the mummy or the skeleton? Oh, the mummy. Okay, yes, that hits. Cool. Four. Four damage, okay. As you once again raise your, your arcane orb, you focus your energy into it, and this black bolt just fires out of it and rakes up the mummy's back uh, as it's not facing you. Uh, definitely felt that. Uh, next up is Yarfik. I'm gonna take my warhammer and try to knock the uh, head off the mummy. Let me that play is some polo. a 19. 19 hits. Five damage. Five damage. <laughs> so you uh, you do hit it. Uh, you you crack it. Um, doesn't look like it did as much damage as you wanted it to. Ugh. But uh, you did hit it in the side of the head. Yes. So if that makes you feel better. It makes me feel so much better. Olash. Okay, um, I'm gonna rage. <gasps> I love, uh, I'm gonna rage. <laughs> and I'm gonna 
closer to the mummy, is that skeleton going to attack me? Uh, no. Because you could kind of like edge around it. Okay. You wouldn't get an attack of opportunity. I'll edge around it. She's going to maintain a fierce gaze. <laughs> and then... So edgy! Misery back out. Okay. Um, <laughs> throwing down mallets, throwing down axes, <laughs> taking out other axes. And. She's got a glut of axes. Uh, 18. Yeah, 18. Yeah, 18 hits. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Is that with the extra damage from Rage as well? Oh, yeah, you get two more, right? From Rage. 14. 14, okay, cool. Uh, so you uh, run up, you throw down your, your normal great axe because you're like, this thing is child's play. You take out Misery and you swing that black obsidian blade and you crack the, uh, the mummy like right in the chest. Uh, a lot of like sand and dust starts pouring out. Um, you feel that, that pain around your heart again as you take three points of necrotic damage. But yeah, this, uh, this mummy's not looking great, folks. Uh, I mean, it wasn't looking great to begin with because it was a mummy. <laughs> To be fair, uh, um, but it's... Some of us have an appreciation for history, Sam, okay? <laughs> Sorry, okay? I don't care that we found a new chamber in a pyramid. It's not that interesting. I'm kidding, it is actually really interesting. Um, so next up is the bad guys. So the mummy uh, has a new target now. Uh, first one is a, uh, does a... Does a 22 hit you? No. What? <laughs> No, it, it does. <laughs> uh, as it swings at you with its rotting fist, uh, you take six points of bludgeoning damage, plus... So is that three? Uh, yeah, so you take three points of bludgeoning damage reduced by your rage, uh, and then you take 13 points of necrotic damage, uh, and you need to do a constitution saving throw. Six. Six. So you are now cursed with mummy rot. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The cursed target cannot regain hit points. Its hit point maximum decreases by 10 for every 24 hours that elapse after this until the curse is removed or the curse dies. How do we Shit. remove the curse? Jeez. <laughs> we gotta kill the uh, mummy. Kill the mummy! Uh, next up is Cassian. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm gonna try and do like one like sweet stroke of my rapier that just like severs all of its bandages at once, so all its dust. So it's just gonna out. be naked. Uh, I figured all of its dust will spill out, and therefore its life force, <laughs> by the metaphorical power of. You have a very interesting theory on medicine. We're all just beings filled with dust. Yep. All the is dust, <laughs> dust in, in the wind. wind. <laughs> that is a twenty-two. That hits. Uh, and that's a nine. That is a six. Well, plus three for my Okay, just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so nine <laughs> points of damage as you swing at it. Uh, you do sever the bandages that are on its left arm. Um, and they all just sort of come sloughing off along Oof. with all of like sort of the the dust and rotting flesh that was beneath them. Um, and there is sort of, a, there's like a, a skeletal arm that's underneath it, but it seems like it has no more support now that the, the wrappings and the flesh are gone. So it just sort of hangs limply and, and swings at its side. 
Hildoff. Um, okay, first I blow a kiss, a kiss to Olash. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to roll dexterity for that. <laughs> uh, and then I cast Eldritch Blast at the mummy. Okay. That's a 19. Hits. All right. Yep. Um, and Come on. Three. Three points of damage as once again you focus and fire this uh, this blast of just black energy directly at it. Once again catching it, catching it in the back. Um, this time. More, even more of its bandages come undone as uh, on the left side it was already starting to get untangled from what Cassian had done. Uh, a lot of the wrappings on its left start to undo the, the, the wrappings severed now as more of this sort of dust and just old decrepit rotting flesh falls out. Really not, not looking good. Not, uh, <laughs> not going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. <laughs> Mummy edition of course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Yarvik. I'm going to try to uh, use my Warhammer and crack it in half like a pinata. That's an eight. Eight does not hit. You swing, but you go to swing just as, as Ildov has hit it with the Eldritch Blast. And what you were aiming at was some of the flesh that had just sloughed away. So you just whiff and hit the air. Uh, Olash. I'm going to take another swing at the mummy. 23. Yeah, that hits. Uh, or more than that. But. <laughs> Eighteen points of damage as you uh, once again swing, and you're like, "Curse me, fuck you," <laughs> uh, in your very eloquent way. Uh, and you swing, and you take its head clean off. Yeah. Uh, You, yeah, slice at it on like a perfect horizontal. The head just goes flying off. The key that was held around its neck falls to the ground in front of it as the rest of the body just sort of stumbles forward a little bit. As you can see, the wrappings all coming undone. The fingers just turning to dust in front of you, just like falling away as all in all, everything falls off the skeleton and then the skeleton just falls in a clump to the ground. And the other skeleton is still up and it's going to take a swing at you. (laughs) You did 18 damage. Sorry, uh, yeah, so you take four points of necrotic damage because you were using misery. Skeleton takes a swing at you uh, and whiffs big time. Cassian? I will, um, yeah, I'm going to go up and Captain America that mummy again. (laughs) (laughs) The skeleton? The skeleton, skeleton, yes. Okay. Hey, did you see that? I did see that. All right, uh, that's a... That hit. 16, okay. Three. So three points of damage uh, as you you rush up, uh, just like whichever of the Chris's is Captain America. Uh, it's Chris Evans, I know, don't worry. Um, and you just shield bash it like right in the face, its mandible falls off. Oh. Uh, so it's no longer able to make that like sickly crackling noise that it was making before. Uh, but it's still up on its feet. Uh, Ildov. Uh, I'm gonna cast Eldritch Blast at the skeleton. Cool, roll for it. That is a 14. 14 hits. Oh, cool. Um, all right. Nine points of damage. You focus your energy, uh, fire the black bolt off, and it takes its head clean off. The skull just goes, bounces off of the back wall of the room and shatters there as the rest of it just falls to the ground. Yes, more bone splinters. <laughs> bone splinters for everybody. 
It's good for you, right? It's carbon. It's calcium. Yeah. It's a lot it's of calcium. calcium. You guys could start a chalk factory. A chalk farm? Yeah. Chalk farm. A yeah. chalk farm. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, okay. This is where I farm my chalk. What are you doing? <laughs> I think this is your room, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it might be. Technically, it's Awen's room, so we'll yeah, see what so they we'll have planned. We'll see if we can even make it through. Okay, A so giant you... animated book stalks towards you. No, we can't! <laughs> so you uh, go, you put the key in the door, similarly as before. The rune appears above the door. It is a letter A. Doors open. That's not your name. It's not my name. Well, let's all step in together so none of us are able. Let's link arms and walk in like Wizard of Oz. So you all step in. Uh, similarly as before, there are six podiums in the middle of the room, uh, although this time they're joined by a seventh. There's one in the very center of the circle that the podiums make. I inspect them carefully. <laughs> the center podium is topped with a glass cap under which is a key. There are no keyholes on any of them. I just want you to know that. Um, there is a, uh, you can see there is a line on the floor between each of the podiums and the center podium, uh, as well as what look to be almost like light bulbs uh, around the podium. There are six of them. On the wall, as soon as you all enter the room, appear the words, the mind is as much a muscle as any other. Oh boy. Hmm. So it's a puzzle. That seems reasonable. Awen did love puzzles. God, she loved them so much. She loved them so much. Um, is there anything different about the various podia? Podia? The podia? Roll investigation. I knew I was going to investigate these podiums. All right, that's 15. Oh, dude, you're investigating the shit out of these podiums, bro. Yeah, looking at them, whereas before they were all like, inert, just bare stone. Uh, looking at them, you see they each have a, a word written on the top of them. Some of them you you recognize, some of them you don't. What languages do you speak and read? Uh, common and dwarfish. So uh, the one at the, the far end of the room uh, from the door uh, says in common, says the word fire. The one uh, at, uh, I guess that's like at four o'clock, in Dwarven says cold. The others are languages you don't recognize. Um, I walk up and try to read them because As I, do I have eyes of the roomkeeper so I can read all writing. Yes, oh, you can. So uh, what you see is that in, they say, uh, if, if it's one, two, three, four, five, six, they say fire is the top one. Uh, the top right is radiant. The bottom right says cold. The bottom says necrotic. The bottom left says physical, and the top left says psychic. And the languages are uh, common, dwarven, abyssal, primordial, infernal, and orcish. <laughs> I can read abyssal, but that's right. I assume you're reporting this back to the rest of us? Uh, yes. <laughs> Guys, this is what I learned. Um, okay. What was the last one? Psychic. Psychic. I have an idea if this will work. I'm gonna walk up to the one that says radiant, or that you tell me says radiant, and I'm gonna just pour a little sacred flame on it. So as soon as you step close enough yeah. to be able to interact with the podium, um, it begins to sink into the floor. Ah, no. I, I, I back up. And it is 
sunken into the floor. Okay, I walk up. Is it still? I can still see it in the floor. No, it is gone from. It is below, like the floor. The floor is closed over it. Uh, is there anything else about the the, the podia <laughs> or um, anything in the room that we can see? Uh, roll investigation. Six. It's just these dang podia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the mind is a stronger muscle. The mind is as much a muscle as any other. The mind is a stronger muscle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, um, Ooh. I guess, circle around, mm-hmm. staying well away from the podier. But I'm gonna face the, the 10 o'clock one, the one that says psychic. Uh, and I'm gonna say, what kind of lame-ass podium doesn't have a keyhole? And cast, <laughs> and cast vicious mockery. <laughs> Um, how close are you getting to it? Uh, just close enough to cast the spell, which is, um, the bitty So I have these, uh, 60 feet, so okay. it's far away. So back. you're, like, back against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, you! Okay, um, so you cast, uh, Vicious Mockery on a podium. Um, I just want to be clear that that's what's happening right now. Uh, and the, the runes on the top of it disappear. And you see the line in the floor that goes between the podium uh, in the, the outer circle and the center podium uh, begins to light up as the light approaches the center podium and then all of a sudden one of those bulbs on the end shines. Uh, okay, I'm gonna cast Chill Touch on the podium that said necrotic. How close do you have to be for that? Uh, 120 feet. Okay, <laughs> so you're outside. <laughs> No more, no less. That's why every wizard brings a ruler. She went back to the. She goes back to the maze room. Cast it from there. Um, okay, so you cast a chill touch and you give the the two-handed massage of doom to a podium. Um, and similarly, there's a flash and the the runes on top disappear. And just as before, the the uh, there's this light that appears in the line in the floor, flows all the way up to the center podium, and then one of the bulbs. Flashes on. I guess I'm gonna, so I'm gonna take out my longbow and shoot the uh, the eight o'clock podium, uh, the one that says physical. Eight. I mean, you still hit it. It's a podium. <laughs> it's not trying to defend itself. No, it is. It is inanimate. It does have three quarter cover though. That's the problem. Um, so as you apply physical damage to it, once again, there's a flash. The runes on top of it disappear, and you can see the light travel along that line to the center podium, and then another one of the lights blinks on. So there's no podium where the radiant one was. Correct. But the line is still on the floor. I try to cast Sacred Flame from as far back as I can because I have 60 feet on the line, or at least where the podium was. Nothing happens. What did the other one say? There was a fire and a fire, cold. Fire, radiant, and cold. Um, radiant is the sunken one. I don't have any cold stuff I can do. Do you have fire that you can send? No. In? I'm all out of... Oh, all out of uh, uh, I try to just like um, I take out my tinder box and one of my many scrolls of parchment that I keep around to write business cards with um, try to light it on fire and then I crumple up on a ball first light it on fire and then like toss it onto the fire plate. <laughs> so you're just like throwing flaming pieces of paper at it? Yep. That's what I'm doing. Uh, roll dexterity. Uh, that's a 15. So you waste like 15 pieces of paper. <laughs> Um, so there's just like soots all around the bottom of the podium, but then you finally land one on it, and same as before, 
there's a flash, the runes disappear, the light begins to travel through that line on the floor, and another one of the bulbs goes on. I may have screwed us over already, though. I, that can't be the end of the puzzle, though. So we have cold. So cold is left? Cold and the, the radiant podium and the cold podium have not been activated. The others are also. And radiant gonna, was in what language? I'm going to cast Minor Illusion of Ice. <laughs> the cold podium. <laughs> I love it. A wonderfully succulent looking ice, clu- ice cube appears above it. Uh, nothing happens. <laughs> Worth a shot, guys. Yeah. Um, so, what, what language was radiant in again? Um, oh, I didn't radiant was abyssal. Wonderful. Anybody speak demon? I mean, I... I, I do. I speak demon. <laughs> I, just, I can't... I've spoken to a... You do? <laughs> I do speak... I speak abyssal. Try oh. saying something in abyssal to yeah. it. Like, rise. I say rise in abyssal to the non-existent podium. Nothing happens. Yeah, the... Balls. Can you say the word for radiant? I can, I can say the word for radiant. I'm just spitballing. No, no, I know. I don't <laughs> think speaking to it's going to be the thing. I wonder if, if necrotic, de- necrotic thing might raise it. Ooh. Here's a thought. I have to get close to it to do the only necrotic thing I have, though. Well, I mean, I she chill, can chill touch, touch necrotic. Okay, I cast chill, chill touch. So you're casting it on the, the radiant? Yes. Okay. So the back rub of doom hands appear <laughs> above it again. Uh, this above where the like the radiant podium is in the floor, but they're not they're not able to make contact with it. It's below the floor. Um, it has no. What about effect. the line? Can she have it scooch over to the line? That's connected. That is. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a cantrip, so she can cast as many times as she needs to. So she tries to massage a line in the floor, um, and nothing. I say, oh, <laughs> it's almost too simple. You all laughed at me before, but I know the answer. And I take the key and I just start tapping it on the floor with the butter. <laughs> That does not work. <laughs> How could that not work? Part of me now wishes that worked, but it does not work. The cold is the other thing I'm worried about. I don't know how we're going to get the cold. Yeah. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I'll just, like, stop talking to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then just touch it with your shoulder. Hey, um, does misery, like, supernaturally radiate cold in any kind of spooky way? <laughs> Throw the axe at it. <laughs> I mean... No. I wonder, I almost wonder... Are there still bone shards in the other room? Yeah, there's still bone shards in the other room. Are they cold? (laughs) (laughs) Or room temperature bones. Damn it. Can I... Can we crowdsource? (laughs) 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 Do we get a phone a friend? <laughs> I can try to pray to Regine and see what she says. While the party's thinking it over, remember to donate to Extra Life. <laughs> it's a wonderful organization that uh, helps fund, uh, well, in this case, medical care for ill children. Uh, it's very, very important and good work, and you should support it. Tinyurl.com slash NEG Extra Life. Do it today and every day. Do it every day. Always. It's better than coffee. I heard someone say once. <laughs> I don't I'm, drink coffee. I don't know. On the cold one, I'm going to try to squirt my water skin on it a bit to get it covered in water. And then I'm going to try to like blow on it <laughs> and make it colder. Yeah, it. Okay. Evaporative cooling. It's brilliant. <laughs> so it, it takes some time. Um, you're, you, you run hot. I do. And you're breathing hot breath onto it. But eventually it does, you know, it's, it's cool in here. The room is all stone. 
Um, so the, the base temperature is already fairly low, lower than room temperature is for most places. Um, and eventually it does flash, the runes disappear, the light goes through the line in the floor to the center, and now five of the six bulbs are lit. All right. Is there anything on the walls or anything else to bring these back up? Roll, in, uh, roll uh, investigation. Anyone who's looking around, roll investigation. 18. Five. Or six. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Uh, Cassian and Ildov, as you're looking around, uh, you, you still don't see anything. Cassian, you're still convinced that key has something to do with this. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just staring um, at that key. Yarfik. Uh, you start by looking at the walls, but then you sort of go back to the scene of the crime itself. And in looking at where the podium disappeared into the ground, you see that the reason it disappeared is that there's actually a, a small pressure plate in front of it okay. that you surmise you stepped on, and that's what made it disappear. I, um, I take my decanter of endless water, and I like pour it down, like into the pressure plate to try and like Fill it up, fill up the chamber that it's in and raise it back. Oh, well, the pressure plate is no longer depressed. Oh, it's no longer depressed. Okay. Yeah. I press it again. You press it again and nothing happens. Okay. Well, so But you do that. hear a noise from across the circle. Where? Roll perception. Nine. It's from across the circle. <laughs> Can I see? Oh, sorry. Across the circle from the podium. From the radiant podium. I got a 17. 17. You could swear you heard a sound coming from by the necrotic podium. Well, they are opposite. No, they're not. I want to walk over to the necrotic one and see if I can press the up to like... You're just going to like stomp yeah. on the ground? Yeah. So you walk over to the necrotic podium and you just start like Lord of the Dancing yeah. um, all over the place. Uh, and you find a pressure plate very quickly. As soon as you step on it, the necrotic podium disappears into the floor. The radiant podium rises out of the floor. Does the light change in the line? The necrotic light disappears. Dang. The radiant is Step available, but you haven't activated that one yet. Um, oh, uh, I can cast Mage Hand um, to like depress the other one, maybe, while you're still standing on the... Give it a shot. Okay, yeah, I, that's what I do. Okay, so you cast Mage Hand, ghostly ethereal hand appears in front of you, and you use it to push down on the pressure plate. doesn't require very much force to do it. It seems pretty sensitive. As you push it, the, uh, the radiant one, you see it sort of like shudder slightly, because you're still standing on the necrotic plate. You can see it wants to recede, but it also wants to stay risen, and the necrotic one shoots up out of the floor. Nice. The light goes back on. And then I'm going to sh- throw Sacred Flame at the radiant one. Okay, so yeah, you uh, throw, uh, you pour one out for your homies and throw some uh, some sacred flame out of your tankard of ale. Uh, it hits the radiant podium. There's another one of those flashes. The words disappear and the line fills up in the floor to the center podium. The sixth bulb goes on. The glass cap that was on the top of it disappears. Yeah, we got it. Get that key before we move. Get that key before we move. Oh no, Prince attacking the mic. Don't attack the podiums. <laughs> It just make me so angry! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lash, I don't think Cassian wants you to play with her stuff anymore. Someone get that key it's before my I sleeves. move. They have a mind of their own. Okay, I will get the key. So you go grab the key. No fanfare or anything. Just you all uh, have I the key. Pick it up and I say, ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> and I step off the pressure plate. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Alright, so I guess that unlocks the door to the outside. Let's try it. 
Uh, yeah, I'll try it. Stick it in the hole that's in the door. <laughs> Not the podium. Not the podium. So you uh, put the key in the door, you turn it. Uh, just as you turn it, these sort of four glowing patches appear on the door. And when they sort of like the glowing subsides, uh, you see that they are, they're just like simple embroidered patches with the symbol of the tempered steel on them, the hammer, hammer striking an anvil. Unlike the ones you've seen before, these are red, not yellow. But then the door opens. When you say there are patches... Patches that like, could be like sewn so onto pa- clothing. I grab one, I guess. I'll take one as well. Okay, sure. So you each take a patch. Yeah. Uh, you walk outside. The uh, It's very quiet, similarly to how it was before. You see almost nobody outdoors, uh, except for a very disheveled man who's wearing a crudely made, like, full-body sign that says, Doom shall come from below. I jump. <laughs> in, and in mid-rant, he's ranting to nobody around him. He says, The world will die. It will reach up from below. It sees, it sees all. It sees in every direction. Nothing escapes its view. The tentacles wrap around to, to drag you down. Its tentacles wrap around and they drag you down. All shall perish in the flames. It will wash over this land like a wave of blood and leave only carnage in its wake. There shall be no green left to see the works of civilization will crumble. The world will be born anew in the yoke of its will. Elder Zone rises. And that's where we'll end. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. We had a blast recording in front of an audience, and we're definitely going to try and do it again. Our Patreon donors will be the first ones to find out about our live shows, so if you want to be on the bleeding edge of the news, head to Patreon.com slash IWVTCast and donate today. You can also review us on your podcast platform of choice. The more reviews we get, the more popular algorithms think we are. And algorithms are the coolest. The Improvised Weapons theme is by Adam Rabin. You can check out all of his work at imadeitup.com. Tune in next time as the party investigates a prophecy and tries to find a way to cure Olash's curse. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>